Owen, shout out to the Taliban. Congratulations on victory, because apparently they've just won a 20-year war, two decades of vicious fighting, and they have regained control over their homeland. Shout out to them. Oh, boy. Such a such an interesting topic we have today. Bismillah rahman rahim May I say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of the Muslims, which is to say peace be upon you. Boy, I mean, this is a funny situation for a couple reasons. Number one, if you look at the current footage, you'll see a couple of things that are comical. And I'll review all of the history because I know many of you are thinking, A, where's Afghanistan on a map? B, how did we end up there 20 years ago? What was the cause of that? C, what were our military aims anyways? D, did we achieve our military aims? And what are ABCD, ABCD? And then E, um, yeah, Biden took an L. Didn't he just a, a week ago say that if we withdrew, the Taliban would not be able to take over rapidly? And then what are the lies in the situation? Which is typical when you're dealing with Western media and or American government you'll hear a bunch of lies. But first, let's start with the comment. Number one, I was extremely entertained to see a couple things. Firstly, who would have known the Taliban would be in the presidential palace? You see the Taliban soldiers in there, and one cat's like, hey, man, like, hey, hey, grab that flag. Grab that Afghanistan flag. We don't need that anymore, man. Roll that shit up. Put that aside. So you see a cat snatch that shit off the wall. Get this shit out of here. Then the other thing is the Afghan president, the former president, the now deposed dethroned president, who was indeed an American puppet. And the reason we know he was an American puppet is because now that he's gone, the entire country is falling under the Taliban's control, which is to let you to know he was not a popular figure. No one was really behind him because if they were behind him, the Taliban could not have advanced so damn quickly, right? Because after all, to take over cities and to take over the capital, that requires warfare unless the population is not against you. That requires warfare unless the military did not really side with the Afghan government backed by the U.S., or shall I say controlled by the U.S. Huh. Shout out to Nate. He writes, peace to the saints. Appreciate the knowledge. Thank you. And there's much more to come. Some meaningful facts that I think you all would love to know. Number one, the war in Afghanistan has been the longest war in American history. And the ironic thing is we were able to overthrow Hitler, who had a modern army and aims for world domination, a truly evil figure. We were able to take care of that in relatively quick order. But in this small little country, which is uh, pretty much a backwater, we've been in protracted war. We're in, we've spent a trillion dollars with a T, and we've spent 20 years there, and we've spent the lives of America's young men there. A true pity. Shout out to Diego, who writes Marquette, run for president. Oh, man, number one. There's too much truth here for me to be elected. And Lord knows if they did elect me, oh, they would surely shoot me down like Kennedy. Not to say that he was a good guy, because he wasn't. Once you do your research, you find that indeed he was a dirtbag for he tried to assassinate Fidel Castro, the leader, the sitting president of another country, which is against all international law. Now, let us go back in the history of this Afghanistan situation. 
your first question should, question should be, okay, well, how did we end up in Afghanistan in the first place? Well, it's the usual story of conquest, colonialism, and resources. So that's the original story. The truth is that even before the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, a.k.a. the Russians of today, then known as the USSR, in 1979, the Soviet Union went into Afghanistan to support the regime that was ruling at that time. Those were communists, and we know that the Americans have always been against communists. Now, it's curious that you would have a communist regime in a place like Afghanistan where Islam is deeply entrenched. If you're familiar with communism, you would know that it is an anti-religious ideology, and it is also quite radical, just as Islam can be radical. Further, you'll know that the funny thing, well, one, Marx, I believe, stated that religion is the opium of the masses, which is to say it keeps them high, or shall we say out of touch and unaware. So he is staunchly against religion, and communism, as it's been practiced by many regimes, is anti-religion. In fact, they usually outlaw religion. Now, the funny, ironic thing is that communism as spread through intellectuals, essentially, this was largely spread through Jewish academics and Jewish scholars. If you would type into a Google search, um, you'll find academic resources from reputable journals like JSTOR, uh, where they explain that. And it's ironic because you would think Jewish people would be religious in nature, but most Jews are secular, non-believers, irreligious, as some might say. So you had the Soviet Union backing a communist regime in 1979 in Afghanistan. The United States being capitalist and not only capitalist, being colonial in their foreign policy is always deciding to go out in the world to spread what they call democracy. What they're really doing is opening foreign nations, opening up their markets so that we can either run a pipeline through their territory and make some money, or we can sell products and services there and make some money, or we can take their natural resources and make some money. But we always come in through the front door claiming democracy and claiming we're stopping a genocide, something along those lines. Although when there's genocide in Darfur and Sudan with all those black, dark blue, black people, we didn't really care. Anyways, so 1979, uh, the American government publicly claims that's when we went in to support the Mujahideen against the communists backed by, you know, the Afghan communist regime backed by the Soviet. But the ironic thing, if you do your research, you'll find that the truth is President Jimmy Carter actually authorized $500 million, $500 million U.S. dollars, $500 million stolen from hardworking American men and women. He authorized that before the Soviet Union even went into Afghanistan. And he authorized that money to arm and train Islamic radicals, then known by the name of the Mujahideen. And the Mujahideen, these were indeed extremists. And the funny thing about it is not only was it the Americans, it was the old colonial bunch, even MI6, which is the secret service, or excuse me, like the, the analog of the CIA in the United Kingdom, the Brits, a.k.a., they assisted in training and arming these Islamic radicals. This lets you know that the American government and the British government, the former colonial powers, they have no morality and they're willing to work with any evil group, 
or any group that they may consider they're inferior, they may consider primitive, they may consider backward, if they can use them to their evil, greedy ends. So they armed the Mujahideen, Islamic radicals, with $500 million that were stolen from the pockets of Americans. And they largely did this because they, I'll get to that later, but let's just understand that American dollars paid for the Mujahideen. And you say, Mark, who is the Mujahideen? The Mujahideen, what? Is that a new topping on a pizza? What the hell is that? Well, these radicals, these Islamic fundamentalists, well, I do believe that um, there's a guy named Osama bin Laden. You may have heard of him. And he was collaborating with the Mujahideen. Yes, and you may have also heard of uh, Al-Qaeda and 9-11, and all of these things were essentially funded from that first little bit of money, $500 million, that was given by the American government. Yes, dear saints, I'm telling you that the American government funded the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen was the Islamic fighting force against the communist regime in uh, Afghanistan, that Mujahideen fighting force included the likes of Osama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden who would split off and have even more radical factions, then known as Al-Qaeda. And mind you, the different names of these groups is largely a creation of America to distance themselves from their own creation. For the Mujahideen and Osama bin Laden, same thing. And Al-Qaeda came from this same group. And today's Taliban, well, also came from the same group, all collaborators and all at some point funded by the U.S. taxpayer vis-a-vis the U.S. government. Huh? Now, let's go back and try to keep this stuff in order, right? And by the way, I appreciate those of you who support the work. Thank you to Justice, who sent in tuition via Cash App. Truly appreciate that. Shout out to Kareem Globes. He sends in by a cash app. He writes, peace to the saints. Peace to the saints. As I say, show love to those who show love to you. And it's so important that we live in that way because we're in a wicked world. And we, of course, cannot resemble the people that we're discussing right now. Namely, the wicked government. Carrying on. Uh, Mind you, over the last 20 years, that is, there's been tremendous bloodshed in Afghanistan, and certainly the population there, those who have common sense, would grow to hate the American government and, of course, the American citizen. Why is that, you might ask? If you look in 2018 alone, in that one year, there were 25,000 deaths. 25,000 people died as a result of the warfare going on in Afghanistan. And why is that warfare going on in Afghanistan? because of the American government. There was no other reason. Further, before the American government invaded Afghanistan, it was run by a group called the Taliban. So the Taliban is not a new group that came out of nowhere. No, 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 they are not a recent creation like ISIS. They actually existed quite a long time ago. And some would say they were a government in exile in some ways because they were taken out of power by America. And you might say, Marquette, isn't it against international law to like basically destroy a foreign government? Yes, it is. Shout out to Sammy, writes, peace to the saints. Thank you, Marquette, for this geopolitical knowledge. It was truly a pleasure, and we're about to get into it. The Taliban ran Afghanistan as the legitimate government. There were the attacks of September 11, 2001. 
which were accredited or shall we say uh, blamed on. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I don't know who did what. But our popular understanding in the popular media is that Osama bin Laden is the person who was the architect of these attacks and the organization behind it was Al-Qaeda. That is the understanding uh, in the popular media. We'll never know who really did what, but for sure, the idea was that Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda and many other Islamic extremists were hiding out in a country called Afghanistan. And the government of the country, Afghanistan, was then the Taliban. And the Taliban were protecting their guests. And America said, well, hand them over to us or let us go into your country and find them and deal with them. And the Afghan government, which was the Taliban at the time, they rightfully said, this is our nation. We will not permit you foreign soldiers to come into our nation. We will not be handing over these people. Show us proof that they perpetrated this attack. Shout out to Curry Good when he writes Peace of the Saints. And then, and I'll read this right after this. And then they said, show us proof that he perpetrated these attacks. The American government said, we haven't even shown our citizens proof that he's perpetrated these attacks. We're not going to show you a damn thing. And uh, George Bush was in power at the time. But he said, what I will do, though, is I will run through and invade this joint. I will run through your country like some of these Las Vegas and Miami girls get ran through on a Friday or Saturday night when a basketball team is in town. So, yes, they went in and basically crushed the Taliban and forced them out of government. And then they erected a democracy, a.k.a a puppet regime backed by the United States is what they did. Shocker, right? Now, um, let's uh, make sure I didn't skip anything. By the way, uh, Curry Goodwin writes, Marquette, would you say the Taliban are restoring order in their land? Undoubtedly, the Taliban has been at war for 20 years and you can only engage in war for that amount of time when you have capital resources and you have human resources, i.e. soldiers, and significant support from the population. So undoubtedly, most Afghans were supporting the Taliban. And I don't care what anyone says who pops up on YouTube. I don't care what your best friend who's Afghan says. They're lying. You cannot sustain a war for 20 years against a superpower without having popular support. It's impossible. Why? Because a superpower has an infinite amount of money. A superpower has an infinite amount of troops. Why? Because you had the colonial powers collaborating. You had NATO forces. You had the British. You had the Americans. And you had whoever else they could pay. Now, mind you, look at the population of America. It's about 329 million. Now, let me see what the population of Afghanistan is. Let's see. Population Afghanistan. The population of Afghanistan is 38 million. If I recall correctly, I want to say Los Angeles is 30 million. Let's see how smart Marquette is. Oh, Marquette's on drugs, apparently. Uh, Los Angeles is 3 million. But think about that. Their whole country is just 10 times bigger is bigger than one little city we got. huh? So we are massive compared to them. So consider the reality that for the, Afghan, uh, the Taliban to sustain war over that amount of time, the people had to be behind them. So yes, they are restoring sovereignty to their land. Sovereignty is self-rule, self-determination, the idea that the blacks should rule Africa, 
the idea that Chinese should rule China. Basic stuff, right? He writes, pushing women out of jobs and back into the homes unlike the West. You know, the funny thing is that we could probably learn a thing or two from the Taliban because it's funny that in some of these popular uh, reports, and notice this strategy, you'll see the BBC, CBS, CNN, and all of these news reporting agencies, they have female reporters doing the reporting on this particular subject. It's quite interesting. It's a propaganda play. And they're often mentioning that, oh, they're rewinding back women's rights. Women, females are going to lose their rights under the Taliban. Well, that's not quite right in as much as, number one, it's already known that the Taliban has allowed females to go to school and get education. And Islamically, women are permitted to get education. It is. So let us not make up lies. Further, they have something called culture, just in, as in the West, there's a such thing as culture. American culture is broken down such that if you were to walk through the Las Vegas Strip and go into any of these resorts, a good 30% of the females there are actual prostitutes, meaning they sell their body for for a small amount of money. And the other 70% who are not outright prostitutes, there's some version of a prostitute. They're on OnlyFans or you know all these other ways they extort money from men who can't control their carnal desires, which is to say the female in our society is a disgusting being. And we might do something wise to take a few notes from the Taliban and learn how to get them back in line. Because right now they're out of control and they uh, don't know themselves. They tell lies. They say they want to work. But if you look at their participation in the economy, they're certainly not participating with the same fervor as the male. It's all babble. Ah, yes. So thank you, Curry. You are bringing up a meaningful point. So again, I will say congratulations to the Taliban and congratulations to the American soldiers who will not die or be maimed, injured, or decapitated in a foreign land fighting for nothing at all. You're fighting for plutocrats, meaning wealthy people who really want to do business abroad and they are going to use you and your life and your limb to open up the market there. If we're being honest and you do your research, the Americans wanted to run a pipeline through that country to extract natural resources of gas and oil from that part of the world. We even hosted the Taliban in America, toured them around Rush, uh, Mount Rushmore, toured them in Washington, D.C. to get them to buy into this deal at which they did agree. And eventually we reneged on the deal, which is generally what happens when you're dealing with wicked people. They have no integrity and the American government certainly has none. All things, not a gene, writes, does the black manosphere like what the Taliban is doing to women? I don't know. I'm not in the black manosphere. I am Marquette Devon Burton. This is the Sassin. It is. The Sassin is all of mankind. Black man, white man, Asian man, Latino man, red man, Aboriginal man, all of the men. But it is also all of the women, the lady saints, black, blue, purple, fat, tall, small, all of them. This is not something that's fractionalized into small, meaningless groups. We are a group of people who come together on values and goodness and honesty. It is. So I can't speak for the black manosphere. Shout out to Fooly Cooley writes, wild thing about this is that last year when I was tasked in BAF, I don't know what that is, 
um, we were packing up. Sadly, President, I don't know if that's the British Air Force, but sadly, President Biden delayed it just to keep Trump from making history despite negotiations already being made. Oh, yeah, that's what politics are, is all about, right? And that's why you cannot trust anyone who even speaks in terms of Democrat Republican because they're playing along party lines and gang lines. When in actual fact, Democrat and Republican means very little when you consider the fact that they're both sides of them are pro LGBTQ. Both sides of them are, um, you know, pro foreign intervention into other countries. They have the same foreign policy, the same domestic policy. And here's a kicker. Why is it you think you can go and control Iraq? You can go and control ISIS. You can go and control um, Afghanistan, but you can't control Chicago. You can't stop the murders in Chicago. You can't clean the water in Michigan. You can't protect the border along the South. Yet you got time to do all this other stuff. Jokesters, they care nothing about the American citizens. It's vile. Yes. And I encourage you all to be serious about this ism, you dig, and to be serious about what we're doing. Because I admire the fact that you saw today in video, videographic and photographic, you think videographic is a fake word? I think it's a real one. Look it up. Video and photo evidence of the Taliban has come and taken control of the presidential palace. It was a beautiful thing. You see these cats in their traditional garb just chilling and they got all the 8Ks and everything like we out here. But here's the funny thing. There's nearly no bloodshed. That's a popular revolution, my dear saints. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So do not believe the lies and propagandas in Western media. It's just untrue. Droney writes, good knowledge. Thank you, saint. Comes through strong with 50 bucks on the super chat. And let me give you guys a little bit more game. In 1979, the Soviet Union went in there to prop up the communist regime. They withdrew about 10 years later in 89. Now, that's after the Mujahideen had been fighting against them. These are the Islamic Muslim warriors who were backed by the Americans to the tune of $500 million of your tax-paying money. And here's the comical thing that American government today does not fundamentally understand. The American soldiery or army or American forces is built up largely of people who are mercenaries. And let me look up the definition of mercenary for you. Because you're like, damn, Quet, are you an asshole? No, I'm just telling the truth. What's a mer mercenary? Let me give you the definition of that. Mercenary. A person primarily concerned with making money at the expense of ethics. That's definition one. Definition two, a professional soldier hired, meaning an employee, to serve in a foreign army. You're like, damn, Quet, what do, you, what do you mean the American soldiers are mercenaries? I mean that they fight with no honor. This is no disrespect to people who have families with military history and tradition and who have pure intentions, but you are being used as a tool. And I will explain. When I say that they fight with no ethics, the American army is supposed to protect the American nation state, the American citizen. How is it you're in a place called Afghanistan fighting to protect a government called the Afghanistan government? Well, shouldn't a government be able to protect its damn self? And if the Taliban poses no threat to the American citizen or the American nation state, why are American forces deployed there? 
we are risking the lives of American soldiers for no reason at all. And then that would make you say, well, if there's no noble cause, why are American young men and women even going into the army for they are not being conscripted, which means drafted, which means forced. They are going in because they are mercenaries. They're paid employees of the American government. The American army is not a place where elite men and women go. The American army is a place where young men and women who have no guidance, who have no profession, who have no identified talent, who have no major goal, they go there hoping they don't get deployed, hoping they don't have to fight, hoping they don't have to hurt someone, hoping they can get a little bit of free money in the form of a small check, get some guidance and leadership from men in the army through the structure of the organization and take that little bit of money and apply it to college tuition, even though they're probably not going to survive in college because half of America's college students drop out any goddamn ways. It's a place where people who have nowhere else to go, go. I know my younger brother went. He was a young man who had no direction in life. And he went to the army because it was better than staying at home under his mother's titty. Yeah. And that's what most people do in the army if we're being real here. But sadly, we don't like the truth anymore. Hoo-wee. Sorry, i sorry, but I must tell truth. i sorry. Shout out to Curry Goodwin. Came through big boss status with 100 bucks. Writes great knowledge, saints. And the crazy thing is it's the truth. I'm giving you 100% truth. If somebody finds any lies in this, please, please make it known. Yes, sir. And I can't even believe she said I'm a part of the manosphere. Love, are you not paying attention? I'm talking about geopolitics. I'm not talking about how to get a woman. I'm talking about the importance of understanding what's going on in this world. Motherfucking manosphere. I'm greater than the whole manosphere. Shit. About to piss me off. Now, let me carry on. Check this out. Now, as I said, the Mujahideen was funded by the American government. The Mujahideen you had Osama bin Laden within the Mujahideen. You had the Al-Qaeda terrorist organization come out of the Mujahideen. You had Al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden attack America in 9-11. Huh? And now you have America turn their back on the people they funded and trained and then say they're bad guys. Well, that's ironic because the Taliban came out of a similar situation. Now, here's the thing about the Taliban. They came to power in 1996 huh? under Clinton. So what I want you to understand is that the Taliban is not new. The Taliban is old, 1996. And they've been trying to get back into power, not for the sake of power, but for the sake of reclaiming their country and culture. Because every other country in the world does not want to be a satellite of America. They are not seeking to have American-style democracy, which we have no such thing as democracy. We have a plutocracy, a government run by the wicked and wealthy. Not to say that wealth is wicked, but to say that those who run this country are fabulously wicked. And even the difference between a Democrat and a Republican is no real difference. They're all friends. Trump used to donate to the Clintons before he went into government. So here's a Republican donating money to Democratic campaigns. None of these people operate on principles. Let us not lie to ourselves. <sighs> Anyways, and by the way, if you're wondering about the, the filth and dishonesty of the Clintons, for example, Bill Clinton offered the Taliban in 96 to be a part of the pipeline deal. 
Oh, and if you're wondering, well, Mark, how is it that that the the Taliban has maintained their strength over a 20 year period against the greatest nation in the world? They got a lot of money. Well, where'd they get that money? I'll tell you. Number one, they get their money from drug sales. You're like, damn, they sling in dope, Marquette? Well, not quite. In Afghanistan, this is they supply approximately 90% of the world's uh, you know, base materials for heroin. That is the poppy, opium. So opium, poppies, heroin, all of this industry is what supplies the coffers of the Taliban. Now, is that Islamic to sell intoxicants? Hell nah. But is that wise? Hell yeah. And that's what they're doing. So that's where they get their money from. But also you have to understand something that most people don't know. Ethnically, the Taliban is mostly Pashtun. And the Pashtun, the this is an ethnic group that spans not only Afghanistan, but also into Pakistan, the neighboring country. Ooh, man, I got so much game and knowledge to give you. We, we're going to get into it. Shout out to Charles. Sends through 20 bucks on Cash App. He writes, thank you for sharing the knowledge all the time. It is truly a pleasure for I do want you to understand this world. Shout out to Ride the Prophet. He writes, classes in session. Oh, true indeed. I'm about to give you more knowledge than you could have gotten in college in six years taking political science. Because at the end of the day, they're not teaching really anything. I know. I went to the University of California, Berkeley, took a degree in political science from a public college that was ranked number one in the country, number three in the world. And I didn't learn a goddamn thing. You did. So let's go ahead and catch me up and catch you up at the same time. Now, in 1992, this was before the Taliban took power. There was civil war in Afghanistan. And this largely resulted from the clashes between the Soviet Union and the Americans vis-a-vis their proxies, right? The Mujahideen on one side and the communist Afghan government on the other side. So you had the Americans and the Russians utilizing forces on the ground in Afghanistan, pulling the puppet strings, but fighting against each other, using the Afghans as their tools and pawns. It's really sad. But the Afghans were going at each other, killing each other, a.k.a. the religious Afghans against the non-religious Afghans, the Muslims against the communists. And after these two parties extinguished each other, there was protracted warfare, civil war in this case, which was going on in 92. And then eventually the Taliban came to power in 96. And that's when Clinton was trying to do deals with them. George Bush would eventually destroy the Taliban as a result of the September 11th um, terrorist attack. And then you should always ask yourself as an American, well, why are the terrorists attacking us? Why don't the terrorists attack Poland? Why don't the terrorists attack China? Why are the terrorists singling us out? Well, they're not singling us out. If you listen to them because they do communicate, terrorists use Twitter, terrorists use YouTube, terrorists use media, and they tell you, they say, well, we have a place called Saudi Arabia. It's our homeland and you have American soldiers there and that's against our religion. We would like you to leave. If you would merely leave and also, by the way, stop supporting Israel, which is murdering um, Arabs and Muslims in Palestine, um, we'll be happy and we'll be good to go. All they're saying is America, take your hands out of things that don't involve you. Take your hand out of Saudi Arabia, the homeland where you have Mecca, Medina and all of these holy sites. Uh, Take your hand out of the Middle East, out of Jerusalem, out of Israel, and we will back up. 
and we'll all be good. You stay on your side, we'll stay on our side. You keep your culture, we'll keep our culture. That's all the terrorists have been saying. But we would lie. When I say we, I'm talking about the American government. They'll lie and say they're trying to take your freedom. What kind of sense does that make? You're an idiot if you believe that. How can someone way on the other side of the world take our freedom? And if they do take our freedom, can they please also take the ability of Kim Kardashian to have a TV show? Who thought that was a good idea? Now everybody got lip injections and fake butts. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Now, uh, let me go ahead and acknowledge some of these uh, super chats. We're going to get back to this work. It is crazy. The lies that you guys are suffering at the hands of the American government. Shout out to Gianni. And by the way, peace to the saints who appreciate knowledge, because right now we're talking about something that most people don't care to take the time to learn about. And I think it was Dostoyevsky, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. He wrote that most men would become soldiers and give their life for the truth, but they would not take out five years to study and find out what the truth is. Let that fuck you up. Most men would give their life as soldiers for the truth, yet they would not take five years to study and learn about what the truth is, which is why people like me are so important because I'm giving you knowledge. I'm giving you truth, a truth that you are unfamiliar with, a truth that most of you may not have had the time to figure out. Yet you could go talk to an average kid who's 18, 19, 20, who's in the American army. They've barely even experienced the world and they've been sent to foreign lands to lose limb and life over what? Over nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. But here's the comedy. We esteem them by saying, oh, you're a veteran. Yeah, I know you're missing your arm and your hand and you can't hug your children because you got one arm. But you're a veteran and we esteem our veterans. Why? Why do we esteem our veterans from, for going to foreign lands and beating up on countries that don't have any weapons? How do we esteem our veterans for going to foreign lands and beating up on countries who can't compete with us? It's bullying. You guys don't like bullying? All America does is bully. When's the last time America started a war with a country who had a proper air force? Never. In fact, every time a country has proper wars or, excuse me, proper weapons like North Korea, we don't mess with them. We just leave them be. Or when a country has proper weapons like Libya used to have or Iraq used to have, we trick them. We, the American government, they trick them into disarmament, giving up their nuclear weapons. And then when Saddam gave up the nuclear weapons or the weapons of mass destruction that never existed, um, or when Gaddafi gave up his nuclear weapons and tried to play nice, then we went in and murdered them in their own land. And speaking of murdering leaders in their own land, look at the American puppet in Afghanistan, the president. This guy is such a coward that he wouldn't even die in his own country. He fled his country. You're a coward. If you're a leader, you die in your country. If you're a leader... You let your blood be spilled upon the soil where your forefathers lived. You don't run. He is a coward, an American puppet, which is why he left so easily. 
and the Afghans who are still there are wondering where is the president? Things seem to be falling apart. And the reason it appears that way is because when the president leaves, the government loses legitimacy. There's no leadership. And when there's no formal government and no leadership, citizens will panic. And you know the citizens are panicking because you're seeing them trying to withdraw all of their life savings from the banks. And let me give you a pro tip. You're a fucking idiot if you got your money in these banks. These banks are criminal institutions. Here's some comedy. When the Afghans went to go withdraw their money from the banks, the banks ran out of cash. They ran out of hard currency. Now use your brain. If the banks are such good institutions and the credit system and the money system is so reliable, why did people's first instinct was to go get their money in cash out of the bank? Why couldn't they leave the country and use their visa cards and use their bank cards? Because all that stuff is bullshit. And you're going to want something hard in the hand when shit goes funny. That's why you should pay attention to America and the West trying to create a cashless society. That's so that the government can rule you better. When there's a cashless society and every transaction you make is via a credit card swipe, they can track your whereabouts, they can track your interests, they can track your intentions, they can track everything about you. But when you spend a piece of cash, which is a paper currency, you are then untrackable, aka free. Excuse me for getting so disgusted about a leader fleeing his own fucking country. How are you the president and you flee your country talking about, I don't want bloodshed. You coward, you didn't want your own bloodshed. Huh? I respect Gaddafi who died on his land. I respect Saddam who fought to the last bullet, died on his land. All real leaders die on their land if that's what it has to come to, but you do not flee your land. That's how you know he was never the leader. He was an American puppet. He had no heart, no integrity, no principles. He's a clown. And I hope someone catches him and gives him what he missed out on in Afghanistan. Oh, it looks like we're going to have to take this one down and make this one private, don't we? I mean, because let's be real. Someone invaded America and then Trump fled America and we found out that Trump was hiding out in China. You wouldn't be thinking, damn, bro, you abandoned us. Absolutely. You're the leader. And that's why I truly believe in the warrior king, which is to say, anytime there's a war, the leader should be in the war. I promise you, we wouldn't go to war very frequently if the president had to fight in the war. Look back to the times of leaders like Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, Napoleon Bonaparte. They were in the wars. Yeah, they were in the wars. These fucking cowards we got today, these dumb sons of bitches, they want to send your kids, poor kids, out into war to die, but they don't send their own kids, and they damn sure would never send themselves. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, Sam writes, just like they split Korea. Oh, true indeed. They split Korea into North and South Korea. It's comedy. Yes, this is the work of the, <laughs> the colonial powers. They, their, their intention is to control. This is a wickedness. And the reason that you have guys like Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and all these radical uh, situations, they're further radicalized by the West because they realize that the West is not good enough. Or excuse me, they're not happy just having poison in their own country. They want to export the rainbow. 
They want everybody to get a taste of the rainbow. They're like, hey, here, little boys don't know if they're boys or girls. We want to share that with everybody. They're like, hey, here we have Ellen DeGeneres dressed up like a, a prepubescent boy. We want to share that with everybody. We want everybody to get a taste of this. And that's why these populations are so radicalized in keeping Americanism out of their geography. And I can't blame them because the things that we share are disgusting. Shout out to Prolific Pops. He writes, the reason why America has been fighting in the Middle East for this long is not only to take their resources, but it's also to destroy their culture, true indeed, and force Marxism and feminism on its citizens. That's right. And if you guys pay attention to the news, you're going to find that every time you hear someone speak of the Taliban taking over power, they're going to say, they're going to roll it back to the dark ages. Women's rights are going to suffer. Every nation, every culture has the right to dictate how their people live. Just like here, we don't have freedom of speech anymore. Just like here, they're dictating how in the public schools, your kids are taught that it's okay for a male to lay with a male? They're being taught that in kindergarten? Yeah, that's what has been decided in this culture. And oppositely, if they want to teach about man and woman being a natural pair, they have the right to teach that. Yeah, I'm just keeping it real here. Yes, indeed. Bring back the warrior kings, you dig? The beautiful Joe writes, this reminds me of Iron Man 3. <laughs> where a terrorist was blowing things up and the security company was fighting hard and asking for help when in reality, he was an actor paid by the company. Such cowardice. That's a really good point. That's so funny that you say that because America created the Taliban as well. They created Osama bin Laden. They created Al-Qaeda. And now we're saying that those factions are all bad guys, even though they used to be our partners. It is comedy. Who's saying you're right? That boy is a coward, and I hope I hope he gets the uh, the appropriate punishment that a traitor gets. There is a prescribed punishment for traitors. Curry Goodwin writes all facts. You feel indifferent? Bring receipts. Oh, true indeed. I invite anyone to bring a meaningful point forward against what I'm saying. Preston writes. I always study these knowledgeable live streams. Well, I appreciate that because what I'm saying here means so much to today and tomorrow. You see, it's very easy, especially for young people to be tricked if they haven't read history. And I include myself in that count of young people in as much as I'm not even old enough to know when um, Afghanistan was run by the Taliban. I'm not even old enough to have been alive during that time. So I had to read the history to come to know what has happened. I had to read the history to understand that the Taliban is funded by opium and poppy sales, which you know provides for heroin. But also they do collect taxes. You should you'd be shocked to know that the Taliban actually does govern in Afghanistan and they've been governing even before today. Even before today, they were controlling approximately 40 percent of the country and controlling a lot of the major roads. And they did collect taxes and they do have courts. And many of the Afghan citizens would go to the Taliban courts because they were viewed as more fair. Huh? And the Taliban also, in addition to exporting poppy, they also export minerals. And so they've been operating as a government operates. Now, undoubtedly, we're about to see the Western powers, the colonial powers, 
using their greatest tool, which is the United Nations, which is not a unification of nations. Rather, it's the former colonial powers, France, Britain, Germany, uh, all these countries, the United States. They control it and they basically set the policy and everyone else who has smaller economies has to fall in line. China's usually indifferent if their interests are not being attacked directly. Now, here's the thing that should also blow your mind. It should let you know that wickedness will never triumph and you can never have people who are money hungry and driven by material and materialism those people will never defeat the people who are driven by righteousness, the people who are driven by goodness, who are driven by spirit, who are driven by ideas. Those people will always triumph. For example, USA, most powerful military in the world, biggest economy in the world, spent a trillion dollars trying to control Afghanistan with a puppet government, spent 20 years. They withdraw from Afghanistan, takes one week, for the Taliban to take all of the major cities one week. That should blow your mind. You should be like, God damn, boy, they move quickly. Oh, and by the way, during the Obama administration, he sent in an additional 30,000 troops. What effect did it have? No effect at all. And it's ironic because Obama ran on a platform of getting out of the war in Iraq. You would think if he wants to get out of the war in Iraq, he should probably also want to get out of the war in Afghanistan. He should also not want to start another war in Libya. The man is a devil. And for all of the racists online, and I mean black racists, white racists, Latino racists, whatever variety of racists you are, let me let you know that whether the person is black like Obama or they're white like Trump or white like Clinton or female like Hillary, they're all the same type of devil period. No one really goes into American government to do good. It just doesn't happen. And when you look at the actions of the American government, they haven't done any goddamn good. Let's be real here. Oh boy. Now, one thing you should also know that the Taliban is here to stay, not only because they're well-funded, well-organized and supported by the local population. You must also know, as I mentioned, they're Pashtun, which is an ethnic group that is very much so um, significantly sized in the country of Pakistan, which is a large country. And in Pakistan, you have a significant Pashtun population, a relatively stable government, and it's very much so an Islamic government with strong culture. So they're going to support the Taliban and all they want is stability anyways. So it's in the interest of Pakistan to help stabilize Afghanistan. And it's going to be easy because there are cultural and ethnic ties. And both the Taliban and Pakistan are not pro-American government. And God damn it, I can't blame them because the American government has tried to topple and destabilize every goddamn country in the world. Well, excluding the European countries, right? Huh. Well, maybe I guess Yugoslavia, Albania. Well, I guess we they tried to destabilize everybody. It's a damn shame. Ah, boy. But shout out to the Taliban because, um, you know, like the, the Afghans, they, they defeated the the English in the 1900s, the Russians in the 80s, and now the American government in the 2020s. It is amazing. And again, um, hopefully someone can locate uh, Ashraf Ghani, the former president of 
Afghanistan. Hopefully someone can locate the gentleman and bring him back to Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, um, hey, Saints, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, go ahead and send them through via Cash App or PayPal. And I'll go ahead and address those. And if you have any super chats, I will um, read through those as well. I appreciate you all being with me uh, to fellowship and get this knowledge. Of course, as you know, we do not live in a free country. There is no freedom of speech. The Google Corporation does curtail freedom of speech. I am only here for a limited time, and I hope that you appreciate me while I'm here. If I disappear, whether it's disappearing from visibility on the internet or disappearing off the planet Earth, you can probably guess why. But if you want to hold on, I highly advise you to subscribe at patreon.com slash the Saint in the Center because this video, along with most other videos that I do that are on relevant topics, I have to pull it down off of YouTube because these are the things that they use to ban people like me who speak the truth. Because, of course, when the truth gets out, it gives you an opportunity to organize, right? It gives you it gives a saint an opportunity to come together as the assassin. And together, people have power. And together with that power, we can set things right. You know, we can start rebuilding a society of honesty, a society where boys grow into men, females grow into ladies. Um, so anyway, saints, I just want to close with the Creed of the Assassin shortly. First, let me acknowledge uh, Keru. He writes, Prince Level Facts, uh, Machiavelli. I'll truly appreciate it. And shout out to the saints who have read The Prince by Machiavelli. I do have a a seven-episode summary uh, that you can see on patreon.com slash the saint in the center. The, the link is in the description. Benjamin writes, Marquette, would you consider using your sphere of influence and oratory excellence to publicly speak out against critical race theory? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I don't think that's the most important thing uh, today, critical race theory. I think that it, it definitely shows um, the nature of the American populace because what we really should be speaking out against first is the destruction of the family, the parting of male and female and the enmity created between the man and woman as though we're not partners, we're becoming enemies in the society. So that is the basis of all things. The family is the basis of the economic firm, meaning if you're poor, you're probably poor because your parents were idiots, right? If you grew up in poverty, it's probably because your parents were idiots. But if you were born to a wealthy family, it's because your parents had their shit together. So a family is the first economic firm. The family being strong creates the most opportunity for the child, economic opportunity. And the parents being wise gives the child the right mentality to have self-confidence and to grow up strong and be successful. You know, critical race theory is not attacking the family most directly. What is most directly attacking the family, that is the nuclear family, is the rainbow flag. And that is what we have to deal with first and foremost, saints. So critical race theory would be, um, it probably is on the hit list, but it, it's lower on the hit list. Shout out to Steve Joseph, comes through very consistently. He writes, peace to the saints. Thank you for the lecture. It is truly a pleasure. Saints, wherever you are, repeat after me with full conviction, knowing that this is true of you. The creed of the assassin. I am going to be who I truly am because I am remarkable. And I am going to strive every moment to show the greatest part of who I am. Until next time. Peace to the saints.